Hey, everybody. We are so glad that you are here and you have joined us on this holiday weekend. What a better weekend. Well, no, I can't think of a better weekend. Yeah, that's the best way to say that. I can't think of a better weekend to celebrate the end of our series called Good Vibes and to talk about some good things than on Thanksgiving weekend before the craziness of Christmas sets in. And maybe you're like, before or nothing, Thanksgiving, that was like three days ago. That was so long ago, and I'm already into the throes of the craziness. And Christmas is going to be different this year if you haven't already figured that out. Uh, those of you that have always uh, been suspect of online shopping will probably warm up to the idea this year and join the rest of us who refuse to go out in the craziness and just let them bring it to us. It's a beautiful thing. So I want to ask you to hit pause on Christmas and hit pause on all the Christmas craziness and settle with me just a moment in the reality of being grateful for the goodness of God in your life. And this is what we're going to talk about as we wrap up this series called Good Vibes. And we need this. We need this because negativity is everywhere. We've talked about this in this series, but I'm going to come back to it one more time because it's so rampant. Negativity is all around us and it's really hard to shake. It's really hard to fight off. It's, it's like a Velcro that gets stuck to you. It's just really hard to pull away from negative thoughts, negative um, behavior, negative talk, negative assumptions. Negativity is just everywhere. It's in the media. It's in social media. Uh, the political stuff still kind of lingers on. Yeah, that's still going on. And then all of the COVID, right? Uh, and I know that's a reality. Uh, and some very challenging things that people are experiencing. But what it does is it just creates every time you turn the news on or every time you pull up a website or every time you go to social media, there's something COVID related, which because of all of that just creates this overall negative vibe. And here's the thing that maybe surprise you. Christians are not exempt from this. You would think people who love God and who know that God loves them and who care about that, you'd think that they would be able to elevate themselves out of the muddiness of, you know, all the negative, but not so much. In fact, Christians often fall prey to this even more. And I haven't quite figured out what that's about other than I discovered that there is a term that describes all of this for all of us human beings, whether you're young or old or you're Christian or not, all of us struggle with something that's called negativity bias. That's a new phrase for me, even though I know exactly what they're talking about. The definition of negativity bias is simply when you give more psychological weight to bad things than you do good things. Think about it. You do. I do. We all do. It just automatically. More psychological weight to bad feelings over good feelings. You ever notice that a bad feeling is harder to shake than a good feeling is to enjoy? That bad feelings last longer than good feelings do? You ever notice that? Look, that was over way too quick, the good feelings. And But people usually say, I just can't shake this feeling. I just can't get rid of this Bad emotion seems to linger longer. It takes a little bit longer to get over a bad moment than it does finding yourself enjoying 
a good moment. Bad experiences seem to weigh more heavily in our behavior and in our thinking than good experiences. This explains why it only takes one bad experience at a McDonald's for you to write off eating at McDonald's for a long time. And it may not be McDonald's. I mean, you talk to people who say, well, I don't eat there. I don't eat there. Well, why not? Because I, I got sick after eating there sometime. And it might not have even been the food. It might just, you just happened to have a bug. And that was the last thing you put in before it all came rushing out. And you're like, no, nah, I don't eat there. I don't eat there. But, and you write off the whole chain. Have you realized that? I mean, you write off the whole chain. I don't go there. But I got sick there. But, it, but that was 10 years ago. The same people don't even work there. And that was in a different state. Right? You just write off the whole thing. Negativity bias. It's something I struggle with, every single one of us. And and if it gets if it gets bad enough, we we get into this pattern of complaining, right? Negativity gets to a point to where we begin to verbalize it on an ongoing basis. And there are some people that are just notorious complainers, but all of us can struggle with it. The complaining, you know where that comes from? It's a negativity bias. We are prone to complaining. Now, some people do it for attention. Some people like the drama. I mean, seriously, you will meet some people in their life that they would rather have negative attention instead of no attention at all. And so they're constantly complaining and you just don't want to be around people like that. But it's everywhere. And all of us, if we're not careful, will find ourselves in the habit of complaining. What's complaining about? Negativity bias. It's just there. That's why this is so important to stop and hit pause and go, wait a second, how can we fight the negativity bias and find the good? A few weeks ago during the election stuff, you guys remember that? Not election day, election month, because it happened that long. So, you know, during that period of time when, when everything was kind of in the heat of all that, we, we turned TV on, which we don't do a lot when it comes to news and stuff like that, but... We did. It was in the evening, and it was just Donna and myself at the house, and I was getting frustrated. And the more I watched, the more frustrating I was getting. And, and, and she's walking through the house doing some other things. And she stopped when I was just like, I can't believe, and can you believe, and blah, blah, blah. She just said, and, and we were talking about how overwhelmed people are getting and, and how even how this is affecting even our outlook and our family's outlook and, and it impacts. Now we have, you know, children who are older and have their families of their own establishing together and all that. And so we're like, oh, this is so overwhelming. Donna made the statement. My wife, Donna made the statement. And when she made it, it was like an aha moment. And it was such a simple statement, but yet so profound. And, and it was, I'm getting ready to share it with you. But when she said it, she was like, you know what? I need to make sure the girls know this. We have two daughters uh, in case you guys don't know, and they're, and they're older. And so she actually called them both or texted them. I'm not quite sure, but she, I know she at least talked to one and said, all right, mom moment. And when she says mom moment, she's like, you just be quiet and listen to me. I'm going to tell you something you need to know because I'm your mom and you're going to be glad I told you one day kind of thing. You know, you'll, you'll do that if you're a mom. But this is what Donna said. There's always bad, but it's never stopped the good. Isn't that profound? As a matter of fact, I don't even know why I'm teaching today. I should probably have her up here doing this. That there's always bad. There's always going to be bad people, but it's never stopped the good. There's always going to be bad things, but it's never stopped the good. There's always going to be bad situations, but it's never stopped the good. There's always going to be bad moments, but it's never stopped God's good plan throughout history. It's never stopped God's good news through Jesus Christ. 
and it won't stop good in the future. In fact, one of the hallmark beliefs that we have as followers of Jesus is that God wins in the end. That when it's all said and done, good triumphs over evil, there's always bad. There's always going to be something to complain about. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be someone and there's always going to be something. But it's never yet stop the good. And there is so much good to focus on in your life too. So I want to help us with this. I want to help us discover it and declare that. And to do that, I want to take you to the Old Testament scriptures. The, the biggest book, the largest book, the longest book, you could say however you want to describe it in the Bible, is the book of Psalms. And it's the, kind of the middle book. And there's 150 chapters, 150 psalms. The psalms are actually songs, uh, music, poetry, put to songs and music that were sung, performed, read, experienced in the worship of God in ancient Israel, in the temple, in the synagogue. And so when you're reading through Psalms, you're not reading, it's, it's important when you're reading the scriptures, it helps to know, what am I reading? Am I reading narrative? Am I reading history? When you come to Psalms, you're reading poetry and music lyrics. Fascinating. It really changes how you understand and how you see this. And we will see in the next few minutes, I just want to take you on a little bit of a journey through the Psalms so that you will see how often God's goodness appears and the theme of the goodness of God in people's lives over and over and over again. And David, King David wrote most of the Psalms and you will see this as a recurring theme. But when we read it, I want you to be thinking about your life. All the things you have to complain about and all the things that are going wrong and all the things that are going good, I want you to force yourself to think about your life when we read through these things. Let's get started. In Psalm 16, we find these words. I said to the Lord, you are my master and every good thing I have comes from you. Every good thing comes from God. Think about your life. Think about what you have. Think about what you don't have. Think about your needs. Think about your blessings. I want you to think about everything and every good thing in your life. Ultimately, if you trace it back, if you keep tracing the cord back of where it all begins and where it ends up, every good thing comes from God. In fact, Jesus' little brother, James, wrote in the first century to Christians in the early church, James 1.17, he wrote the same thing, just phrased it a little different. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. So this is a theme, not just in ancient Israel. This, is, this was true in every century. It's true in this century. It's true in your life. Every good thing comes from God. So think about that. Let's keep going on our journey. David writes in another one of the songs that they sang in their worship of God. Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness. I will identify it while I am here in the land of the living. In other words, I am confident. I am sure that I will know that God is good in my lifetime while I'm alive. Not just way back when I remember hearing the stories and not just maybe someday way out there somebody will. No, he says, I believe I will in my lifetime. 
You can be confident that in your lifetime, even in your present moment, you can see and know God's goodness. You say, dude, you don't know what's going on in my life right now. You don't know how screwed up things are. You don't know how messed up things are, how jacked up things are. No, 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 no. Even then, just hang with me. Even then, you can be confident that you will see God's goodness. Let's keep going on our journey. Taste and see. One of my favorite. I love the imagery here. Taste and see that the Lord is good. All the joys of those who take refuge in him. I I love this. You know what this tells me? That the goodness of God in our lives is not just something we talk about. It's not just something we hear about when other people talk about it. It's not just something we read about or study about when you're reading the Bible. Or It's not just something you hear about in songs. It's actually something you can experience tangibly, specifically, in a moment in your life. You can taste like those. Audible lip smacks? That's a funny phrase. Is there ever an inaudible lip smack? Anyway, taste and see. Experience. Experience it. Feel it. Sense it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's continue on. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. I love this. May I never forget the good things he has done. He fills my life with good things. What I love about this is that he is giving a nod to the past and to the present. He said, may I never forget. May I never forget. You know what the problem is with us? We forget. We forget. I'm quick to forget. You're quick to forget. Every single one of us have forgotten so much good that God has brought into our lives. You know why? Negativity bias. Because it only takes one or two bad days, one or two bad things, like to layer on top of, and then you forget all the good stuff in the past. So that's why you got to be careful and intentional to go back and make sure you never forget and you recall it and you talk about it. And these are songs. That's why the goodness of God is such a recurring theme even now in the songs we sing. So you remember that God is good. You declare that God is good in your life because if you don't, you'll forget it because of the negativity bias that sticks itself to us. I love the fact that he said, never forget. May I never forget. And he fills my life with good things now, in this moment, presently. That is true for your life as well. This wasn't just King David. Oh, it must be nice for him. No, no, no. This has been true. Followers of God have found these things to be true in their own lives ever since this has been written. And you're not an exception. Let's keep going. You have done many good things for me, just as you promised. Lord, you promised and you have, you have fulfilled it. Now, he didn't say that it was all easy. He didn't say that it was all perfect. He just said there are many, many good things, more than you can know. We'll get to that. And then this last one. I love this one. The Lord is good to everyone. Do you know, you know who everyone leaves out? No one. He showers his compassion on all creation. Well, I thought God was just good to people who went to church. Hmm. I thought God was just good to a certain group of people that really loved him and did this and did this and didn't do that and didn't do that and didn't do that. But they did this. Hmm. 
Now, are there advantages for living a life close to God? Absolutely. Are there advantages? So many. But God is so good, you need to know that his goodness is not just about you. His goodness is bigger than you. He's so good. He has so much goodness. It is the essence of who he is. And he is good to you even when you don't deserve him to be good to you. Aren't you glad about that? But it's not just you. He's just good. And all creation experiences it. He is good to everyone. You see, God's goodness is all around in, in your life, in big things and small things, in obvious things, when it's easy to see that God is good. And we like to talk about how God good is, how good God is, but also in the hidden things. The, the things that negativity bias overshadows and And we struggle coming to grips with just how good God is. We miss it. And sometimes we need reminding. And sometimes we even need to remind ourselves and each other. The other day I was um, blowing leaves in the backyard. I love trees. Love, love, love trees. It's one of the reasons why we bought the house we did and we live where we do. It's because we're surrounded by trees. And I have a this time of year, a love-hate relationship with trees, more hate than love, now that they've done with their color thing and they've, they've done their stuff on my lawn. And, and so, but after, you know, I'm like, oh, I gotta blow leaves, I gotta blow leaves. But here's the deal, every time, I don't know why I keep forgetting this, probably negativity bias. Once I get the blower, you know, strapped on there and get the headphones in and I got the, the podcast or the music all going, you know, Man, I get into this rhythm and I'm good. I'm good. Just, just actually a good thing for me to experience. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I, I just love that. And you get immediate results, at least until it gets windy again. You're like, what? I just... The other day I was doing that and listening to podcasts. And I was listening to a podcast where John Gordon, who is a fantastic author, business author, follower of Jesus. If you've never read any of John Gordon's books, um, you're missing out on something special. His latest book called The Garden highly recommend that book. I'm almost finished with it. And it's a quick read. Um, Fantastic book. John Gordon was talking about a guy by the name of Dr. James Gills. Dr. James Gills is the only known person to have completed six double Ironman races. Now, now a double Ironman is when you do an Ironman on Friday and then on Saturday you do another one. I mean, you do. You do, you do an Ironman, and then you get up the next morning and eat your Wheaties and do another one. I mean, that's crazy. The last double Ironman he did, he completed at the age of 59. 59. Now, 59 ain't old, unless you're doing a double Ironman. And then you're going, oh, wow, that's amazing. They asked him how he did it. Dr. Gills, how did you do this? And this is what he said. Listen carefully. He said, I talk to myself instead of listening to myself. So that's how I do it. I talk to myself instead of listening to myself. So in in other words, I talk to myself positive things instead of listening to the negativity bias that often comes my way. Sometimes you just need to talk to yourself. And I don't mean talk to yourself in the way that needs medication, talk to yourself. (laughs) Okay, we we have people in our lives that do that, maybe. Um, 
I mean, the good talk to yourself. The good talk to yourself to remind yourself of the good stuff. So what I want to do with the moments we have left is I want to help you do this. I want to help you know what to tell yourself when you talk to yourself. I, I want to talk about how to declare some things in your life that are true for you, true for me, just as true as they were for King David in ancient Israel and have been true for every person since those moments were written down, those words were written down in the moments of worship in ancient Israel in the temple. They're just as true for me and you. Let me, let me show you what I mean. Here's what to tell yourself when you talk to yourself because sometimes you just need to talk to yourself. Things are better than they seem. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Things are better than they seem. You mean in my life? Yeah, in your life. I mean, but I got this situation. I know, I know, I know. I, I get it. I understand. And I know there's a lot that I don't know and a lot that I don't understand. But I can tell you that this is true for you. It's true for me. It's just true. Things are better than they seem. Well, I don't think so. Well, because you don't seem it yet. You're not seeming it. Here's another declaration. I am more blessed than I realize. I am more blessed than I realize. You are more blessed than you realize. I don't know. I don't know. See, you just proved the point. You just don't realize it yet. See, when you deny it, you prove its validity. You just don't realize how blessed you are. Things are better than they seem. I am more blessed than I realize. And God has given me a good life. Not a perfect life, not an easy life by any stretch of the imagination. But God has given me a good life. Matter of fact, let's, let's do this together. Let's say this together. Let's declare this together. Out loud, all of us, everybody. And those of you joining us online, I want you to say it so loud we can hear you through the camera. Ready? Three, two, one. Things are better than they seem. I am more blessed than I realize. God has given me a good life. Again, things are better than they seem. I am more blessed than I realize. God has given me a good life. One more time. Things are... Yes, I am... And God has given me a good life. What you might want to do, we're going to leave this up for the rest of the time. For the next hour that I'm teaching. Not just kidding. <laughs> Things are better than they seem. Right? You want to take your phone out. Some of you are already doing this. Take your phone out and take a picture of this. Because you need to make a wallpaper of this. Or you need to make a screensaver of this. Because this is true for you. I don't even have to know who you are specifically. And I don't have to know anything about your life to know that this is true for you. Now hang with me, because if, if I'm out there, because I, there's somebody out there like me, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, 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 just hang with me. This is not just positive thinking. This is not just positive thinking mumbo-jumbo. But by the way, if it, if it was, what would be so bad about that, right? Oh, that's just positive thinking, says a negative person. <laughs> right? You ever, you ever realize that? What if it is positive thinking? What would be so bad about that? But I'm telling you, it's much bigger than that. It's not just positive thinking. It's about choosing a grateful perspective that sees the bigger picture, recognizing God's goodness in every single way. This is so much bigger than just thinking positive thoughts. Here's the other thing, because some of you are going there. 
We're not ignoring reality by declaring these in our lives. We're not pretending. We're not sticking our heads in the sand. We're not saying we, ain't, we don't got no problems. It's all fine. We don't have our heads stuck in the clouds, whatever. How you like to describe it? Because I can hear it now. Well, it must be nice. Boy, that sounds good. But I tell you, in reality, okay, oh, come on. You need this. If you're thinking that way or feeling that way, I am talking to you. Things are better than they seem. You're more blessed than you realize, and God has given you a good life. What you need to do is a reset, a refocus. That's what this is. Yeah, you're going to have a bad day. Yeah, you may have a bad string of days. Yeah, you may have a bad month, and I'm not sure what we call 2020 yet. You may have one of those. But it's a reset to say, wait a second, wait a second, hold on. This is true. Things are better than they seem. I am more blessed than I realize, and God has given me a good life. Here's the other thing you need to do about this. This is not dependent upon circumstances. This is just true. It's true. It's true all the time. True all the time. And to help have a mindset to choose this truth, to focus on this truth, even when you don't feel it. And even, even though it, 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 you know, it's not your reality, you don't feel it, you don't have all the warm fuzzies that everything is good and great, and this is still true, whether you feel it or not. It's kind of like saying, I love you. Think about it. Hopefully, you say, I love you a lot. Hopefully, you do. Hopefully, you say it to your spouse, your family, your children, your parents, um, your closest friends. Hopefully, you say, I love you a lot. But here's the truth. Here's what I know about your I love you's. You don't always mean it 100% when you say it. Because if you only said it when you completely meant it to the fiber of the, I mean, the core of your being, then you wouldn't say it all that much. A lot of times we say it, not because we feel all the warm fuzzies. Sometimes we say it just simply because it needs to be said. It needs to be heard because it's true, right? Parents, why do you tell your children you love them? after a confrontation, when there ain't no good feelings in the room. And it's done, I mean, somebody done thrown down. Why do you say it, parents? Because it's true, it needs to be said. You need to say it and they need to hear it and they need to know it, even though they don't feel it. We, we use it as a, we use it as a, a, a salutation, a, a way to get, you know, getting ready to get off the phone. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. I've done it so much. I've even gotten off the phone with my wife, Donna, love you, called somebody else, not my wife, and gotten off the phone with a love you. Oh, no. <laughs> Eric, Andy, did I just, yeah, you did. That was weird. Okay, well, I do in the Lord, <laughs> right? Like whatever that means. Like, it's so common, it's so common in our vocabulary, we say it even when we don't feel, right? right? So don't tell me, well, I can't say this because it's not completely, I don't feel it and I don't see it and I don't understand it and I can't point to it, it doesn't mean it's not true. Here, here's the other thing that's very important about these statements, these declarations, is that it doesn't really change your circumstances, but that's not what they're meant to do. They're not meant to change your circumstances. They're meant to change you, to change me, to bring change to us. And that's the point anyway, right? Now, I get it. These are much easier to say than they are to see. It's much easier to say this than to see it. 
But sometimes you have to say it until you see it. Sometimes you have to say it over and over again in your life and come back to it over and over again until it begins to become so much more than a cliche. And just because it sounds cliche doesn't mean it's not true. But to a point where it shapes your thinking and focuses your vision on how you see the world around you. You do this for yourself. And if you're careful, you can do it for others too. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. I mean, you don't want to show up in people's lives in the moment of their greatest pain and go, what you complaining about? Things are better than they seem. God's given you a good life. Shut up. Right? I mean, that's, that, that's not helpful. Sometimes, listen very carefully, you have to have a moment to vent a little. Sometimes grief is a very important thing. You have to grieve. You have to, you have to you know, take a moment. Let me, let's talk about the feelings and let's feel them. Let's take the emotions and let's experience them. But if you're careful and you're gracious, you can actually come along somebody who's being overwhelmed by negativity and lovingly remind them, if you've earned their trust, that's key. But someone that loves you and you love them, you can remind them, hey, listen, things are actually better than they seem, you know? You know what? In all of this, I know you're hurting. I know, but we're so much more blessed than we realize. Let's talk about that for a minute because I, I think it would help. And you know what? God's given, God's given you a good life. God's given you a good life. I, I, I know it's easier to say than to see, but sometimes you have to say it until you see it. I want you to think about the best thing in your life right now. The best thing in your life. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a, a, a circumstance. The best thing going in your life right now. This is true about that best thing. Of course, that's easy for you to know. But I also want you to think about the worst thing in your life right now. And it might be a relationship. It might be a money thing, a job thing, a health thing. And it might be something going on in your life or someone that you love. Maybe it's a parent that's ailing or a child that's struggling or a friend that's hurting. Once you think about the worst thing in your life and know that this is still true. This is still true. Things are better than they seem. You are more blessed than you're realizing God has given you a good life. In fact, let's say it together again. Three, two, one. Things are better than they seem. I am more blessed than I realize. God has given me a good life. Sometimes you just have to talk to yourself. And that's what some of you need to do. This month, over the last few weeks, and we'll continue to talk about this for the next couple of weeks too, we've been talking about those cards that we've mailed all of you, the Best of the Summit, and we have some here if you didn't get one. But in the Best of the Summit, we've been talking about the incredible, great, and mighty good things that God has done in our church over the last year. I wonder what it would be like, I got to thinking about this the other day, what would it be like for us to do a Best of Me, a Best of My Life list? Eh, that sounds kind of odd. But it makes me remind, it, it reminds me of a song that, that we used to sing when I was growing up in church. Now, I, I grew up in different kind of church. Matter of fact, churches like the Summit really didn't exist when I was a kid that I knew of. And I grew up in churches in the South, in Appalachia. And if you grew up in church or around church, 
especially in the South, maybe you've heard of this song. We used to sing a song that, that really helps drive this home that the name of the song was Count Your Blessings. And the lyrics go, Count Your Blessings, name them one by one. And there's a part of the song that says, and it may surprise you what the Lord has done. Because often, often, you're, you don't see it until you say it and you put it down and you talk about it and this and another thing. And you know what? I had forgotten about this because we'll forget. And you recall it time and time and time again. You count your blessings. A best of me, a best of us, a best of you. Until you get to the point where you are convinced that you know. And here's the evidence. Because you just wrote it down and you just said it together. Things are better than they seem. Look at this. We are more blessed than we realize, babe. Hey, sweetie, we're more blessed. I am more blessed than I realize. And you know what? God has given me good life. It ain't easy. It's not perfect. It's not what I thought it would be. It's a little bit different than I planned it to be. The order of things, and I, 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 I probably wouldn't have planned it like this, but you know what? All in all, God has given me a good life. Yeah, I didn't plan on saying this, but I'm gonna, I think this just nails it even further. As, as a pastor, I have the privilege, and it's a challenge at the same time, but I have a privilege of having been with many, many people, more than I can remember or count, through the last 25, 26 years of doing this, being with people in their final moments before they die. I've seen a lot of people die. I've been with them when they die. I've held their hands as they breathe their last breath. And, and I've seen some painful situations and some unfortunate situations, but I'll tell you this, the most common by far, I would say if I had to put a stat on it, I would say over 80% of the time, when I am with someone in their final moments and they are cognitive of the fact that they're in their final moments, do you know, and they have different language for it, but you know that what almost every person communicates is just what a good life they've had. No matter what kind of pain they've gone through, no matter what kind of sickness that has led them to the end of their life, no matter what kind of problems they face, no matter what kind of disease they fought off, no matter what, I, it's been a good life, Pastor. It's been a good life. It's been hard. It's, I, I've heard, I, I've, I've been with 35-year-old mothers succumbing to breast cancer. I've been, I've, I've been with 50-year-old men succumbing to heart disease. I, I've, and I've been with countless, countless 80-somethings and 90-somethings look back on their life and go, it's been a good life. Why, why is that the conclusion? that people who have so much to complain about even would draw. Because this is true. This is true. No matter what, it is true for you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I can promise you that things are better than they seem, and you need to declare that over your life. And you are more blessed than you realize, and God has given you a good life. Imagine, imagine if we started our day with this declaration. What are you talking about, a you're talking about a way to start your day. If you declared this over your life and your feet hit the floor and you're taking that first sip of coffee and off you go. And then probably around lunchtime, you're going to have to come back to it again because something would have happened 
between then and lunchtime, you know, the whole negativity bias thing will flare. You'll have a flare up of negativity. It, it'll happen. Either you'll do it or somebody else will do it. It, it happens. You have to come back to this midday. And what would it be like? Not only just remind yourself in the middle of the day, but at the end of the day. What if you ended your day with something like this? To declare over your life, things are better than they seem. It's been a hard day, but I am more blessed than I realize. And you know what? I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but God has given me a good life. We would be joining untold others who have come before us and King David and the worship of God going all the way back to ancient Israel as we declare God's goodness because he is. Let's pray. Father, we need this. I need this. We're so prone to be negative. Me too. Man, I can, I can go with the best of them. We get so sucked into what's going wrong and what's hurting and what's not right. And sometimes we just need to talk to ourselves. And may we tell ourselves the truth. That things are better than they seem. That we are more blessed than we could possibly imagine. And that you have given us a, a good life. Not perfect, not easy, but it's good. And may we count the blessings. And, and, and be surprised and be reminded over and over again just how true this is. And for my brothers and sisters who are in great pain right now, may they know this is true. And for my brothers and sisters who are in a good stretch right now, may they never forget it. May we all come back to it time and time again, declaring your goodness in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.